Hey everyone, Marlena here. Thanks so much for joining us on Avoiding the Crowd. Next up, episode 10. Hey guys, Tina here with my co-host Marlena Torres. Welcome to Avoiding the Crowd podcast. We made it to episode 10. Can you believe it? Episode 10. I know because this is our, my seventh week going into quarantine. Um, Moving forward, we've been doing two episodes a week and we decided that we're going to start doing one episode a week and really focus on the big things that really affect us. And we want to talk and we want to have it more meaningful. So each Tuesday, look out for a brand new episode. And again, we want to hear from you guys too, whether you want to talk about something that come, came up on old episodes, if you were catching up, any new topics you might want us to cover, any general comments, questions, concerns, if you want to make fun of us or bitch about something to make us laugh, <laughs> uh, hit us up on. Please make fun of us. Yes, please. That that keeps us humble. So um yeah. Our email is avoidingthecrowdpodcast at gmail.com. There's also a feature on anchor.com. If you find our, our channel, you can actually leave us a voice message, which is a really fun feature. And it's a voice message we can just listen to, or we can actually incorporate it into an episode, which I think would be really fun to do eventually if people start calling in more, um, Mm -hmm. because we have a couple, but you know, they were, they were more like, um, like just messages for us, which is really cute. Yeah. But yeah. Um, again, we'd love to hear from you guys. We're going to be doing one episode a week moving forward. This is episode 10. And it's a big episode because it has dictated, I think, safe to say both of our lives, if not most people's lives they're, <laughs> they're And it's just like such a love hate relationship, but we're here to talk about diet exhaustion. And I'm going to kick it over to Marlena to just give us a little background on the definition. And we're just going to dive in to talk about diet, uh, our relationships with our bodies and food and nourishment and the ups and downs and, and all that good stuff that just seems to be a constant struggle with um, our body and how to nourish it and taking care of ourselves in general. So Marlena, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about diet exhaustion. Okay, so we made up the term diet exhaustion. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I like Um, it. It sounds great. But yeah, I think it's a perfect, um, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory, I guess, you know, but just to explain exactly what we mean when we say diet exhaustion is this is when you've exhausted your efforts at losing weight. And you've been looking at, you know, a certain way of um, the way you should go about eating, the way you should eat, the way your body should look, um, kind of like forcing your body into a box that's been imposed on you, Um, whether it's, you know, what's acceptable in your family or, you know, in your culture at large, Um, you know, overall, it's like, I know everybody has a different idea of like, what's beautiful or what's attractive like some people Mm -hmm. really like a curvy body some people like a thinner body um I mean if we look at a lot of the stuff on magazines it's almost like we're supposed to be um unreasonably thin like a lot of the people on Mm -hmm. magazines aren't even that thin because they're you know edited and airbrushed like it's it's kind of, or even like the Disney princesses, like those are mm-hmm. not Barbies. Like we all know this is not <laughs> like, these are not healthy 
um, we don't have healthy standards really. And it's, it's, I feel kind of, um, like, like we are kind of, um, we, we don't get a good start with this because our mothers were exposed to the same thing. And so they felt bad about their bodies for the most part. And mm-hmm. it's like, we just didn't have any really strong examples of people who were just like, this is a woman's body and they're, everyone's mm-hmm. body is different. And that nobody, like nobody ever stays the same. Like they go through mm-hmm. phases. Um, but yeah, so we're going to talk about that today. I don't want to get too into it right now. Um, like all of that. Cause we're going to talk mm-hmm. more about it together. Um, And I just wanted to share like my history with this is I've been doing um, nutrition work for like 12 years now. Um, I originally got into 12 years. Oh my God. 12 years. I know. Like we're getting, (laughs) Um, I mean, I've been interested in health my whole life, mostly because I was trying to be thinner since I was like a kid. It was really stupid. But at the same time, it's just like uh, the message I got from I don't know, tuning into the world around me, I guess. Um, I'm not really sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, all you have to do is like look at magazines that are everywhere and commercials and TV. And it's like, well, there's right. you know, all these messages that we get. Um, right. I, I got into when I was about 24, 25, because I was really feeling unwell. And I got into like a whole foods diet and I started juicing and doing a lot of raw foods and all of that. And that got me into a whole, it was interesting. And this happens with a lot of people that get into like a really sort of purist mindset around eating is they, they really mm-hmm. exhaust themselves. They get so into it and it can, it can feel really great at first and really easy because you have all this enthusiasm. Right. And then you end up just being like, okay, this is taking like all of my energy to do this. And it's almost like all of your issues around food and dieting and your body just come up even stronger um it's it's really kind of crazy and that's where you right. like and because like the self-defeat comes in i was just gonna say and that's how we start working against ourselves unfortunately mm-hmm. and it's kind of like oh i think i found the answer i found this thing that works so well for me and another thing that happens a lot and this is really hard for women is they'll lose a lot of weight Mm-hmm. when they first get into it because it's such a shock to the body and that's how like every right. diet is every new diet this diet works right. so great and then you end up gaining weight back and then it's like oh i feel fat again and it's ridiculous right. <laughs> like it's so and, it's this, and then it becomes this idea of like that diet didn't work for me yeah that too and that's why there's like 30 million diets out there to follow and that's why no diets work like period. The only diet that works is like the way of eating and living that like feels peaceful to you and your body. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. there's no diet you can do that is going to work for you long-term. I mean, maybe there are some, I mean, I know some people like go vegan and it's like it heals their digestion or they just love eating Mm -hmm. this way. And that's great. Or, I mean, I know there's people go paleo and all this other stuff. And some people, go ahead. I I was just going to say that some people, (laughs) and I think it can make it more complicated is because some people do have food sensitivities. Like some people Mm -hmm. really, um, like eating animal foods really slows their digestion down and makes them feel tired and heavier. Whereas Mm -hmm. other people are super, um, they, they don't feel well when they have a lot of carbs, which I don't understand. Like I love potatoes (laughs) and sweet, like I don't understand how sweet potatoes are a good idea for anybody. But, Ooh, I, you know, I everybody's different. So, I mean, 
you have to figure out what works for you. And I think that overall, when you're feeling like that diet exhaustion, you're like tired, um, like it's time for you to figure it out for yourself. I mean, it always was, but it's, it's almost like we have to go through these things. It's like part mm-hmm. of the journey, I guess, to really embrace like this appreciation for what our bodies need. Right. Instead because... of being like this diet book said, do this. So I need to do this. And if I don't do right. this, I'm a failure. I'm lazy. I'm weak. You know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think too, I think so many diets and I, I hate the word diet because it can be Mm -hmm. so triggering because also like for the purpose of our conversation, when we say diet, we just mean like the way you eat, Eat, like your, your, your habits. It's not Mm -hmm. diet, um, as in lose weight diet, but I think it's just, it's also dangerous and complicated when it comes to those like big diets, because it's not to say they don't work. And like some Mm -hmm. people, it's just you know what works for your lifestyle and Mm -hmm. but that aside I feel like so many diets are just framed to lose weight and that's a bonus of course it it feels great to be lighter and fit and all those things if that works for you but I think it's just hard for some people that it's not necessarily about losing weight it's just like I don't feel the best I do and it's not Mm -hmm. about my size and figuring out the Mm -hmm. best diet that way but every diet is around getting thin that's that's how they frame the goal because it's such a goal for you know even subconsciously people are like they might not be looking to be thin but it's such a bonus and then all of a sudden they're getting this positive reinforcement from the outside world so they're like Mm -hmm. oh my god this is actually better than I even imagined like I feel great but now it's it's sort of reversed with their goal and like well now I look great and the whole world thinks I look great so Mm -hmm. I got to keep going on this thing so it's just like as everybody knows it's like dieting and thinness and and our relationships to our bodies like Mm -hmm. physically and visually are just always in such contention because Mm -hmm. people can't just find a diet plan that works for them like you said and it makes them feel good and their bodies are nourished and they feel healthy and light and whatever that mm-hmm. is because the second you tell somebody you're like doing this new thing or whatever they they even because we're all so programmed are mm-hmm. like good for you like you're finally taking mm-hmm. control of your of your body <laughs> and your weight and you're like what the mm-hmm. fuck are you talking about I just yeah. feel like shit and I'm trying to find some meals that don't make me feel like garbage <laughs> you know yeah exactly yeah um, it's it's just crazy I think that it's like, it's such a cultural problem. Like I, I try to be mm-hmm. so mindful to like, not really say anything about a person's appearance other than like, you look great. I mean, yeah. n- not that like, I can't, I can't say that in another way or like, Oh, that color looks great on you. Or like, I don't know. Like, I hate when people, like, I remember when I first started doing the raw food thing and I got, I, I, that was like the thinnest I, I think I ever was in mm-hmm. my adult life. And people were mm-hmm. like, whoa, you're so skinny. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was like, everybody was kind of like, kind of kind of coming at me like I was too skinny, which I had right. never experienced in my life. And I was it's like, It's a double-edged okay. sword. Yeah. Some yeah. people were like, wow, good for you. You're healthy. And this is supposed yeah. to be your natural way. But then other people and those same people that probably throughout your life were thinking like, oh, 
oh, she could afford to lose a few pounds. We're now like, mm-hmm. whoa, girl, eat a You're burger. It's yeah. like reverse. And it's like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is wrong with everyone? It's, first it's, of all? So, it's so it's so annoying. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because obviously as we get older and more educated and more in touch with our own experiences and ourselves, we start to mm-hmm. understand like most other things in life, people are constantly projecting their own issues. Yeah. But when you're young and I mean, not even just young, but you know, throughout your life, depending on yeah. where you are and like how in tune you are, like that is traumatic and devastating throughout your entire life because mm-hmm. people do not deal with their own body issues. And it's funny that you brought up like the looks thing too, because I thought about that. And first of all, uh, you know, I, I don't want it to say this has to go unsaid, but we want everyone, this is not meant to be like a body shaming episode. This is not meant to be like thin is better or big is better. It's, it's not about that. So if, you know, yeah. if, even if I make jokes or like, you know, when you were referring to magazines and like mm-hmm. these very thin girls and it's like, obviously we don't know all of them and some of them Mm -hmm. are naturally thin and they look this Mm -hmm. way and whatever. So we just want to be super clear that we're aware of that. Um, But I don't want people to think we're like, Oh, look at these skinny chicks in these magazines. This is so unreal because Mm -hmm. it's, it's just because there's no diversity in the bodies we see is is the issue. It's not just skinny girls. It's just no diversity at all. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, talking about looks, you know what I think? Uh, sorry, I'm going to put this in there. So my mom, long story okay. short, my, my grandmother passed away two years ago. And the poor lady, she got sick sort of out of nowhere. And she ended up having some sort of infection. But my mom was super, so my, my grandmother lived with my parents in Jersey. And my mom was super stressed out. Like, And this is my stepfather's mother, but I've been raised by my stepfather. So she's whatever. It's like my mom's real mother that's how close they were and um but my mom got super stressed out with my grandma being sick and she would go to the hospital and see her and just she it's like weight just fell off her and my mom was never a big woman but her weight throughout her life if you look at pictures too is like just fluctuated naturally up and down and so Mm. again she lost all this weight and it was specifically due to stress she was barely eating she was nervous about my grandma her schedule changed because she was just going to the hospital a lot and you can only imagine how many people were like juliana you look look amazing and you know what i said to my mom i said i understand i'm not saying you look bad of course but Mm -hmm. i said i hope you tell people and it's not to make them feel bad. But I said, you need to tell people that it was stress related Mm -hmm. because what I can't stand is those people being like, well, I just saw Juliana. She lost so much weight. She looks great. And little do they know how much you were suffering. And that's why, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I feel like it's so important for people to tell those stories because my mom wasn't on a treadmill and changed her diet and was like, I'm Mm going to get fit. It's like, no, Mm -hmm. I had this traumatic life experience and, and resulted in a death in our family. And you're telling me I look great because I lost weight. But in fact, I just had the shittiest, you know, one of the shittiest months of my life. Yeah. So it's just so I important remember to that. Like, think about that. It's crazy. That. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's, I think I, I really, I try to understand that. Like the whole, it's just like so surface level. Like you just see... Like, oh, you lost weight. You must be doing something great. And it's like, no, I'm actually going through something really awful. Um, but it, it goes yeah. along with this idea that, like, the way we look 
tells people like how we're doing. You know what I mean? It's like, if you look great, everything must be great. And that's just not true. Right. But I, I feel like it also adds this like pressure to us Mm -hmm. um, that like, if we don't look great, if we're not always so put together, um, it's a sign we've let ourselves go. Something bad is going wrong. Something's wrong. Something's wrong with us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, yeah. And even, I mean, I remember even after, um, like when I was doing the whole raw food thing and everyone was like, you're so skinny, you're so skinny. And then when I, I started to gain some weight back, which is like mm-hmm. very like normal with mm-hmm. like any diet, this is why people always end up giving up on diets because it's like, they're not getting that rush. Of, like, they're not always losing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, people would say to me like, oh, well you look healthy. And I'm like, oh, okay. Ew. Meaning like you don't look too skinny now or you look, it's like you gained weight. It was like, I guess a polite way of saying you gained weight. And it's just kind of like, <laughs> I know people don't mean it to be offensive, I, I guess, but it's like, why is the way I look like constantly being talked about? Like, why is this what people mm-hmm. talk to me about the most? Like how can people never ask me about like, how's your job? I mean, I was waitressing mm-hmm. at the time, but whatever. How's mm-hmm. like, how's, uh, I don't know, yeah. your house, Any, anything, like, literally anything, literally anything, anything other than like how you look. But I don't know if it's just that people just don't want to talk about that stuff. I don't know. They want to talk about the surface level stuff. I'm not sure. It's interesting. I yeah. Guess. I think it's just like programming too. Like it feels, yeah. I, I mean, that's the whole thing too. I feel like personally, it's like just educating myself and like taking responsibility I feel like anybody that starts to live a certain way it's like that's what you're sort of investing in so I do feel very fortunate that my relationship with my body which continues to struggle because I too I would say like over the past five years it was sort of like at my peak before I got this job and had a relationship which started all at the same time and it sort of like flipped my life upside down I felt like I got to this place where and I again I have never been one to exercise I was like active when we were younger and like normal sports and things like that but I'm not like a workout type of person my family has never been an athletic family so it's like I do not I go through waves where I'm like, oh, I feel like going to classes and I will, I'll sign up mm-hmm. for a gym and I'll go for a couple of months, but it's not even about weight loss. It's always just about movement and my heart rate and just like doing something mm-hmm. that feels fun and whatever. But um, yeah, a few years ago, I feel like I was at my peak. I was performing, but I realized my whole life was different. It, it's not just me. I mean, every factor of my life aided in how mm-hmm. I looked and felt and dressed about myself, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. dressed. And then I started to gain weight because frankly, I was in a relationship and a job where like my schedule changed and I started just, it was like, I felt like I was working home mostly. Mm-hmm. And then at home I was eating late after my day at work and then I would go to bed. So I started to gain weight and I started to get back into this really negative place. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it was more so because I have all these amazing clothes and I miss the life that I was living, but yeah, I, it's almost like I, I could feel how my family started to look at me different and not that they love me any different, but they don't realize how many body issues they have. So like when Mm -hmm. I was quote unquote at my peak a few years ago, they 
treated me, I swear to God, like I was like a princess and they might not think it or realize it, but the way I was looked at and talked Mm -hmm. about and was very different than I am now. And here I am back to, I don't think I'm at my heaviest because I hit a point in college where I was at my heaviest and that was really low, but it's, um, I, I, it's so weird when I was doing sort of living my best life, people kept saying like, wow, you're just getting better with age and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that felt nice to hear. But I realized when I started gaining weight, I'm like, wow, I need to continue doing this work on myself and keeping my confidence level up because it, it could shift very easily because Mm -hmm. of the way people are responding to weight gain and and how I'm starting Mm -hmm. to look and things like that and it takes a lot of fucking work to not let the world make you feel like garbage (laughs) it does a lot of work and that's why I keep like I always tell people because it's uh, I am so glad to be an inspiration to people like that's a Mm -hmm. big responsibility and I know that so like when people say things like, you know, how do you just like stay so confident? And I'm like, it's hard. It's hard as hell. I don't wake up every day and like, don't care. Every single day I care about the way I look every single day. And like, I don't think people realize that if you have like a big bubbly personality, they think it's just like easy breezy. And I'm like, no, it it takes like conscious work to Mm -hmm. make sure I don't let the outside world dictate how I should feel about my body because yeah. it's a big body, you know? Ugh, it's crazy. And, and it's so stressful. You, you know what I think too? I just wanted to add this because I feel like this kind of, I think would be helpful to people. Cause I feel like this is something that I'm always relearning because I have this tendency towards like seriousness. And like, I feel like everything, like I, I'm always so like, I feel like I'm never working hard enough. It's like this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever I'm trying to figure out like, what like how to feel my best it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like it needs to be a struggle and Mm -hmm. it actually shouldn't be a struggle like I think it's great like you were saying like you were feeling confident you were feeling good about yourself like you were doing like your whole life Mm -hmm. lined up so that you could do these things that resulted in you like looking and feeling better or like a certain way that people were responding to you right I, I, I don't know if I'm saying this the right way yeah um, because I've, I have absolutely experienced that, you know, like the thinner I am, like the more attention I get, especially from certain people and the way they talk mm-hmm. to me is different. They're more interested in me. It's more mm-hmm. like, she yeah. looks so great. Like, um, yeah, she must be thriving. I want to hear yeah. all the amazing things in her things life. She's, <laughs> yeah. It's like I funny. know. Um, That's but yeah, crazy. like the way that you move your, like the way you exercise, like whatever it may be. Like, it needs to work for you. Mm -hmm. Like, unless you're someone, I mean, there are some people that really like the challenge of, like, pushing themselves to the max. Um, If you're like that, then, like, pushing yourself to the max maybe is a good idea for you. But for most people, that's just not the way they are. You know, they just want to do something that can, like, move their energy, get them breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, exercise is really good for you, but I just feel like most of us have such a bad relationship with it because we push ourselves too much or we have pushed ourselves too much in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like this kind of leads into what we want, something we wanted to talk about, which is the cellular memory. Um, because I feel like 
I feel like if you're pushing yourself too much, it can almost, it stresses your body out. And I feel like it can almost, it, it can make you like release something you're not ready to release. Like, like just to talk about cell, cell, uh, cellular memory a bit. Um, it's basically this idea that like what we experience, like we, our bodies don't forget it, which I feel like, like intuitively it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like that's obvious. You know, if you get like, you know, hit by a truck, you're every time you're close to a truck, you might be like, whoa, um, <laughs> you know, like right. it's scary. Or right. like I was, I was telling Tina about this article that I read on psychology today um, online, this guy wrote about, um, how the body remembers trauma, like on a cellular level. And he was saying, um, that he, his mom had a boyfriend who was abusive to him, like emotionally, verbally, physically. And he said that even when he goes like to get a haircut, he has to consciously like not move his head out of the way mm-hmm. of the hand and the scissors from, cause Ugh. he has this strong memory of being like physically abused, like hit in the face. Um, right. It's the same with like emotional things and like everybody's been through like emotional things that are painful that we don't fully process, Mm -hmm. Um, especially anyone who's had like a major loss in their lives. Like if you, if your parents divorced, if you had a parent that wasn't around, if you had a parent that passed away or like a sibling that was always mean to you, it could be anything. Right. You know, it's like, we're not a lot of times children, like when children have to deal with these like adult sort of things they don't process them fully and we Mm -hmm. find coping mechanisms. Mm -hmm. So I know like when you get into a certain type of diet, because with dieting, I mean, I don't want to say dieting, eating better, like eating well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like when I got into the raw food thing, that was like a massive release for my body because I was just releasing so much junk because I was eating all this raw food. So like Mm -hmm. it gives like the, like the, the less effort you have to put into, into breaking down your meals digestively, it, it basically gives your body extra chance to extra opportunity to detox. You know, everyone talks about detoxing and cleansing. Right. It's really like people think they need to do like a 10 day juice fast, but really all you, I mean, you could just have a vegetable juice for breakfast instead of, you know, steak and eggs or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. That, little changes that super, fit into your normal life. Yeah. Yeah. Like that break at breakfast time, like that's a cleanse, you know what I mean? It's just, and it's, yeah. it's comfortable, but anyway, um, that release, it can bring up a lot emotionally and the same Mm -hmm. can happen with exercise too and that's why when you push yourself too much with exercise like I mean I know I've had experiences in yoga classes um even honestly on the elliptical and any sort of like intense workout where I've just started crying or I felt like really overwhelmed by how I feel sometimes it's even like I feel so good it makes me want to cry because it's like I can't feel this good um you know right Um, yeah but I mean I know I know you can't feel this good I know it's like so terrible. Yeah, um, it's like, yeah. Um, but share, I did like share your story. I mean, it's nothing. Again, I'm not a serial worker outer, but I go through phases. So there's this really great um, <laughs> a serial worker outer. I know. I, like I mean, people. It's like because people also. I, I mean, the whole diet and exercise industry is all fucked up, and the problem is it just really messes people up in like regular life, and it's really hard to talk to people about this stuff because it's so connected to like fat versus non-fat people. It's just like so fucked up. 
But that aside, I went to this really intense boot camp class and there was, it was just me, another girl and a trainer. So it was like a, a, a one-on-two session or whatever. And um, really tough workout, really cool, really interesting. Like, even though I loved it, I could care less about going every week. I just like the experience was really great, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. it was super, super intense. I, I, I don't even think it was, it wasn't like two hours long, but because it was like one-on-one essentially, it was super intense. You, there was no skipping out on steps and there's a lot mm-hmm. of weights, just a lot of movements and things I, I don't do regularly. So it was super hard, but I will say what's good about, this is why I like classes is because for me personally, it just works. I feel super accountable when I'm in person and I'm also like, energized by people around me trying to it it, so Mm -hmm. it's like this team effort so but okay boot camp is ending I forget the last thing we did was like walking lunges with like holding the weight over your head and it was super intense I we had already been sweating like crazy overdone we're like chit-chatting afterwards and I was like oh my god I need to walk away I feel like I was gonna burst into tears and it wasn't sad, happy, whatever. It I could just like feel it welling up release. in my body. Yeah. And so I go to the locker room. I'm like packing up my things. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to start crying. I can like feel it. And it, and it wasn't going to be just like one tear. I was like, I was ready to ball my eyes out. So I literally ran out of the gym. I get to the sidewalk and it's as if like I, I just lost it. And I was like, ah! And I, I was like wailing and just tears and tears and tears. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? But I felt very like, like it it was sad because I was like, oh my God, I'm like out of control. And I'm like, why am I crying after a gym class? And like, but then it was just like, you take a couple deep breaths and then it, obviously I stopped crying, but I was like, what Mm -hmm. the hell was that? And so I remember I like shared it on Facebook too, or whatever social media. And I was like, guys, this has never happened to me, but obviously there was something tapped into during that workout Mm -hmm. that had to get out. And it was just like, almost like this internal bubble that was just like dying to burst. And I hit it on this workout. Yeah. And what's funny is like in sharing that so many people were like, that happens to me, that happens to me. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget uh, specifically my cousin, cause she brought it up in person and um, I think she's in her fifties, but she does yoga every now and then. And she mm-hmm. said every now and then it still happens depending on mm-hmm. maybe if we did a new move or not even a new move, it's just depending on what's going on inside your body. She's mm-hmm. like, I have these releases fairly regularly, which is great because it is like a form of detox. Your body's pushing yeah. out this, this stuff that's taking up space inside your body somehow. And it was mm-hmm. just like, it, I mean, it felt amazing, but I had never experienced anything like that ever, ever. I ever. really, I really feel like it's so common for, like, I see this with like astrology when I do readings for people, like people mm-hmm. who are like high energy and bubbly and cheerful and funny, like you, mm-hmm. like there tends to be like a feeling like they're too much. And I feel like it has to start when they're so little And they get used to kind of hiding in a way, like, and people don't realize it because they are so bubbly and optimistic and energetic. It's like, oh, they're fine. But it's like they, for a lot of people, it's just, 
especially depending on what your parents were like, it can feel mm-hmm. like too much for them. So it's like, you have to learn how to sort of mute yourself a little or um, like tone yourself down to have like, you know, happy parents. Um, <laughs> I feel right. like it's, it's really, I mean, I don't know if that was the case for you, but happy I know parents. I even have that like, cause Enrico and I are both more like lower energy type people mm-hmm. and our daughter is not, she, I mean, she has her moments, like she's not like a super fireball, but she's, she's a fireball and she mm-hmm. has, she's <laughs> like you, like she's very, she loves to make people laugh. She's goofy, yeah but it can feel like some days I'm just like, I can't do this. Oh my God. It's so hard. You know, like Enrico will joke, like right. I got to go to work. Like he's like, it's easier to like do a roof. <laughs> Then oh, you know, one on one with it's like so much <laughs> to do a roof, then yeah. hang out with my it's kid. Like, I love let that. Let me just tear off a whole roof and you know, it's less energy. Um, <laughs> but that's how it can feel. Like, when, but anyway, yeah. I feel like I try to be so super conscious of it with her, but sometimes I'm just like, oh my god, I need a break, like, I a have lot. to take a nap now. Yeah. Um, but it's just like learning how to feel like you know, I'm okay and you're okay. But it's like we, I feel like children Mm -hmm. are always, we always feel like on some level, um, like we need to change. Like there's something wrong with us if our parents aren't happy all the time. Yeah. And it's just not true. Right. But, um, no, but that's, yeah, that's, that's just like a natural feeling. I feel like just, it's almost, um, it's like this innate feeling of wanting to please our parents and make sure they're okay. Even yeah, though exactly. They're supposed to want to worry about. They should be worrying about if we're okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but it's like if they're not okay, then we're not okay. Like that's right. how it, it feels. Yeah. But, um, no, I mean, yeah, I will I, say, energy-wise, as a kid, I honestly don't remember. I don't remember a lot from my childhood, which I think is so weird, and I, I, it's kind of upsetting, but. I also realized like my mom doesn't have a great memory also, but her life, her childhood was probably way more traumatic than mine because she was in Eastern Mm -hmm. Europe. Um, But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't remember a lot about my life as far as like energy goes. And then uh, Mm -hmm. there are definitely moments where probably more in like teenage years where it's like you start to be Yeah, it's like there's a person behind the clown mask kind of thing, but it's way more easier to be funny and bubbly than Mm -hmm. to let people worry about like what kind of person you really are or if you're hurting or if you're going through anything. Like nobody wants that. They just want to be happy and free and worry about their own shit. And that's all that can also be a burden though for people. Like it's almost like you feel like you have this responsibility to make other people happy because you're good at it. Like I always tell Allie, like it's not your job to make me happy. You know, it's not your job to make me laugh. Like I'm happy, I'm just tired right now, or I'm just not wanting to play, or I'm not wanting to bounce around like a a bunny, you know, like because I'm 36, I'm not eight. Um, Yeah. But it's like, but she's like, I want to make you laugh. I like making you laugh. It's like, I feel so bad because I don't want her Aww. to feel like it's her responsibility. And you're but like, I listen, like- bitch, your past few jokes just weren't, <laughs> just didn't make the cut. If you really want my feedback. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, God. Exactly. That's exactly what I say. No, definitely not. I don't say that. Oh, I know. But, of course. Um, <laughs> you're like, keep working but, on those jokes. They didn't land right this time. The, the reason, <laughs> the reason why- Aww. The reason why I'm saying this is because I feel like um, I'm just sharing how it's 
like I feel like this is all about like being okay with who we are like completely like who Mm -hmm. we are on the inside how we look on the outside and like understanding that our we have like whether it's a craving for a certain type of food like for me I just cannot go without dessert it's ridiculous I feel Mm -hmm. like my life would be a lot simpler if I could just have dinner and be done no but I just need something sweet like literally every day like I feel like um, this is bad but balance. every day I just I have to have something sweet you know it's yeah. like there's a reason and it's like I right. feel like trusting trusting what your body wants yeah. um is really important and if it's something that's really unhealthy whether it's like cigarettes or um I don't know what else is really unhealthy like hot dogs you know something that just Ooh, everyone delicious. knows like this is not- <laughs> but they're not good for you I know <laughs> something really unhealthy you know I mean I, I that's like yeah um, it's, it's okay. Like there's still a reason, like, why mm-hmm. are you, it could be like a childhood memory of like picnics or barbecues with your family. Right. I don't know. No, um, I agree. I, it's completely it's, connected emotionally. I, I yeah. don't doubt that at all. Yeah. And I, I feel like everyone's journey is different. I know like for me, eating well has been like a huge piece of it for me and getting away from this, like my body should look this way. Like my body, I need to be thinner. Like for the longest Mm -hmm. time I felt like, because I put so much effort and focus into my health, like I should look perfect and Mm -hmm. I should always be happy. I should never be sad. I should never have a pimple. Like I can never get bloated. Everyone's going to be like, she's a fraud. Like she's full of shit. And it's just like, people aren't even like that, but it's like, where, where does this come from? Right. Um, I mean, it comes from somewhere that comes from some sort of, I I mean, there's some people out there for sure that are thinking that whether they say it or not, you know? And I, and I feel like that the, and this could be totally wrong because every world has it, but I will say not being a part of like the raw food, vegan, super healthy world, like that's mm-hmm. a lot of pressure. And I can mm-hmm. only imagine that people that are in that world, whether, you know, they're nutritionists or um, trainers, whatever it is, I can't imagine the pressure they feel, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because there are people that are, they're surrounded by living the same healthy lives, doing what works for them, but they're constantly looking at one another, like who looks, they'll say healthier, but it's really like mm-hmm. who looks better, who looks thinner, who looks exactly. more toned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. And even things like your, like your skin, like how clear is your skin? How glowy do you look? It's like right. your eyes. I can see it in your eyes. And it's like all this shit. Um, it's like all of a sudden you become sort of like this topic for you're, you're just open for criticism, mm-hmm. you know? And it's like any, anytime you go someplace, it's like, if you look like heavier or it's like, you just assume mm-hmm. that people are going to think you're, you're full of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's something I've really kind of gotten away from. I mean, it was interesting for me. Like I went like three years doing this really super clean diet with a lot of fasting and I, I felt like it really worked for me. And then I got pregnant and it was Mm -hmm. like, obviously everything changed, especially after, I mean, those first three months when you feel a little like uneasy, like stomach wise, you know, it's like a lot of foods aren't appealing, but it was so, it was so hard for me to be like, okay, just eat bread. Like I was very like, oh, bread is like the worst thing. Can't eat bread. And it's like, 
at one point all I wanted was like buttered noodles and like toast Ooh, and stuff. delicious <laughs> yeah and and then like having the baby and then nursing a baby it's like I got I was really hard on myself after she was born and I just felt like I should lose all this weight really fast and Ugh. I shouldn't I shouldn't need to eat so much but honestly nursing a growing baby it's like you need to eat a lot I feel like it's even right it's just it, in a way it's very similar to being pregnant but it's like I went through all of this stuff with it and it was it could have been much more enjoyable and I just made it so hard yeah but um it's like I I feel like I really learned that like I had to find a way to just enjoy eating foods Mm -hmm. that I liked (laughs) right I know it sounds so simple like that's why we laugh because it's it's so like we have to laugh because the frustration I feel like that's also (laughs) like you go through like a roller coaster of emotion dealing with these Mm -hmm. things throughout our lives like our relationship Mm -hmm. to food and our body it's like you have to laugh because otherwise it becomes very much a like why mm-hmm. it's like beating yourself up why can't I just eat better why can't I do this sooner why didn't I think of this you know it's because it is just like finding things that are healthy and make you feel good and that has a domino effect on like the rest of your life but and you know what's so crazy which so, which what is so crazy to me is how simple it really is like mm-hmm. having like looked into this stuff. Like, I mean, it's been like 12 years, like where it's been more like focused for me, but my whole life I've been interested in basically, I mean, I shouldn't yeah. even say health because it was mostly weight loss, right. but just like how to lose weight, you know, like how to have more energy, how to yeah. whatever. Um, but I mean the past 12 to 15 years, it's been very like, I want to feel better. I'm tired of feeling this way. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah. um, the thing is, is like, if people weren't so hard on themselves, the whole thing would be so much easier. Like, right. I can't tell you how many people and how many times, like for me, myself as well, how many times I've been like, oh, well, I, you know, I, I really want pizza and I got to have pizza or I really want the chocolate cake. So I'm going to have the chocolate cake. And it's like, well, I'll start fresh tomorrow. It's like, if you, if you really love pizza and want pizza, then have pizza. You don't need to eat a whole pizza. You can have like a slice or two and have a salad with it or have Mm. like the salad with a slice of pizza. Maybe you won't want like three slices. You just want like one and a half. It's like, it's like moderation. Yeah. Even more so than moderation. I feel like it's just like eating stuff you like, like you can make a really delicious salad. Like how many people, everybody loves salad if it's like flavored properly, you know, have a good dressing, like you just need like the the acid with like a little fat, whether it's like avocado or olive oil and like some salt or something sweet like stevia or honey, just to, for like the for your palate to like get all those flavors. Right, like the so triggers, the good feeling. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You, need, you need an acid, a fat, and something sweet. So it's, I mean, I usually will do like lemon and and stevia, but you could use honey or maple syrup for sweet. Hmm. And, um, yeah, so the acid, like lemon juice, or you could use vinegar, like every vinaigrette, it's like the same thing. It's right. vinegar, <laughs> olive oil and seasoning. Right. That's it's the it. same thing. That's it. So you could do, you could do lemon and like, you could leave the sugar out, like all the junky stuff and just do like lemon juice or apple cider vinegar or whatever. Right. And some olive oil right. and stevia is like really easy because it's super sweet and you don't need much of it. Yeah. But anyway, like just having that with like a salad, finding a dressing you really like, you can put garlic or like whatever herbs you like, or even just buying a dressing, just put it on a salad right. and then have like whatever just... it is you want to eat and like not like eat the whole pizza. And then like, okay, well, I ate the pizza. So now I'll have this too. And it's like, right. People it just, spirals. 
they throw everything yeah. out because like it wasn't perfect. Like they think they right. need to be like a vegan or they need to be like super paleo. Like they can't ever eat a carb again. And it's right. like, it's like a hundred percent or nothing at all, which is when people fail. It's like setting exactly. yourself up for failure in every and, way. And, yeah. And it's not even just about like the, I feel like it's because people are so hard on themselves. They really think like if they want pizza, like I can't do this. I can't feel good. I can't eat well because right. I gotta have pizza. I keep using pizza, but like you right. can use any food you want. Of course, just, no, it's a good I universal pizza. example. <laughs> you know, I have been wanting to get pizza, and I Ooh. haven't gotten pizza because of the quarantine. Oh right. Um, oh. There's a pizza place like ten minutes from our house that does like gluten free pizza, cauliflower pizza. Ooh. Like, um, you know, I still haven't had cauliflower pizza. pizza, and I'm bummed about that. It's- it's okay. I mean, I've made it. I've made cauliflower pizza crust. Right. It is a freaking chore. So it's uh-huh. amazing that I've they're, it, that they're yeah. actually making them now. Um, right. But, and that's another topic I feel like maybe we could do another day is like food sensitivities because mm-hmm. um, like some people can't eat gluten or they can't have dairy. So it's like, it can make the whole thing more complicated because right. like some people have, they have legitimate like food fears that can contribute to all of this. Right. Yeah. Neuroses. <laughs> yeah. Around no, it. Um, it. But yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's the same thing. I, it's, it's always just so interesting because people never, I think the hardest part is mm-hmm. just taking personal responsibility And because people naturally, they want like a quick fix, not even a quick fix. They want to say, Marlena, you know, nutrition, tell me how to get skinny, tell Tell me me what to eat, eat, how to get Mm -hmm. skinny. Just like, just tell me what the rules are. Like, just give me, give me the path. Exactly. Like what works, whatever. And the reality is we all know what works. We all know what is, how to eat like what's healthy for us to eat like what are healthy choices to eat putting mm-hmm. like how to fit them into our regular schedules but yeah. it's just it's the one it's like the switching of your habits that you've had for years that's probably yeah. the hardest part I think mm-hmm. it's just changing your habits and like consciously choosing what is good for you and it does make you feel good and obviously it's a shift from yeah like you said like not having your normal breakfast that might be two fried eggs two pieces of toast you know a coffee with sugar and milk and Mm -hmm. so but it's like sort of just making these little steps is Mm -hmm. always what works best is just slow incorporations of changes and things like that but it's just it's such like diet aside there's so much emotional baggage behind why people eat the way they eat and they might not think it but it is and and like you had said before like the comfort people find in eating like I know for me personally I say it all the time like food to me is like a warm blanket and and whether it's because I don't know. We always had, you know, I'm very fortunate to where like, we always had food in the house. We come from like a, an Eastern European family where it's like, you eat, eat, eat. Like if you don't eat, that means something's wrong with you. If you, if you, if you are heavy, then that's the joke too, but we want you to sit at the table and eat anyway. So it's like, you know, I know you want to eat it. Come on. It's just great. I I come from this family that covers the table in food, which I love. Don't get 
I'm here. I'm, and I'm, I'm fortunate to be able to eat. I don't have any allergies that I'm aware of. Like the only time I feel gross after eating, it's because I know I ate something shitty or I ate too much of something. Like mm. I'm very aware of like what makes me feel gross, but yeah. there is still that weird, um, comfort. And I have, I, I definitely, I keep trying to figure out even, I feel like over the past couple of years, like how to figure out how to explain this, because there are times that I really stress myself out as far as like, mm. say I have nothing to eat in the house. And I was like, let me order takeout. And for takeout, my first thing is it's not healthy food. It's like, I don't, my first go-to for takeout is not a salad. It's like, well, I might as well just get a burger and fries because I'm ordering from this place or something like that. But there, uh, there are moments where I, I, I'm almost like out loud talking to myself, like, don't get that. Like, you know, you're going to feel gross, like get something else. Mm -hmm. And I like stress myself out to the point of tears where I'm like struggling, like as if I'm taking something away from myself that I'm not going to let myself indulge or eat that comfort food. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like, it's just, it's so wild. And I was like, I don't know if people talk about that much, but there have been times I've cried to myself to say, like, don't get the bad food. Like it's this internal fight I have with myself because all I want is comfort through food. Mm -hmm. And it is, there are days where it's just so complicated. And then there's other days where like you said too, like you don't eat sometimes like till two in the afternoon and I'm the same way. If I'm working from home, I'll just have like Mm -hmm. coffee and water until I feel like having a solid around two, three in the afternoon. And it's not because I'm choosing that. It's just, it's just easy. It's just following my body. Like if I'm not hungry, why am I going to put a solid into it? Like, you know, and I think that's important. Yeah, I I do think that that's a big um, thing. Another thing that really irritates me about the whole, I, like, I I hate the whole like diet nutrition, even like the fitness industry. Like, right. it's I, I feel like it. it's it's horrible. Like the whole mm-hmm. like eat, you have to eat lots of meals throughout the mm-hmm. day. Like that's just not true for everybody. I literally feel terrible if I have more than two meals a day. Yeah. Not terrible, like I want to throw up, but I just I don't right. feel well. I'm not it getting work energy for you. from it. Yeah, I don't. If I feel like it's it's too much for my body, mm-hmm. like I I need to like really hydrate. Like I drink a lot of water, um, and like I have a lot of leafy greens. Like I get a lot of water through like my food choices too. Yeah, but it's like there's so much like this is what you should be doing. Like there's too much emphasis on food to begin with. You know what I mean? Not like in in your case with like the Eastern European family. Like I experienced that too. Like, it's like, if you didn't like, you're not eating these cookies, like what you want to diet, like what's wrong with you, you know? Right. Um, But if you get too big, then it's like, ha ha, too many cookies. And you're like, you shove them down my throat. I know you you can't win. And I (laughs) come from a family that's mostly not thin just for the record, but they are the most vocal about, big people's bodies it's so fucked up and fascinating at the same time because you're like what is going through their heads fucked it's up so, and fascinating that'll be the title so of our next podcast seriously it's, it's like one. what the hell's everyone's issues yeah yeah um but yeah like, there's even just such a focus on like this is what you need to eat to like mm-hmm. lose your belly fat this is what you need <laughs> to eat to rev up your metabolism but it's like if you want a body that's like has a healthy metabolism, like your body needs to not feel stressed out. 
So right. if you're constantly like pressuring yourself to eat a certain way or not eat a certain way or whatever, um, like your metabolism and everything else, your immunity, it's going to suffer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that's not to make you be not, you better get your act together, you know, but it's just right. like taking, there's no like, quick fix there. It's no. a bigger project. Like that's how you have to look at it. It is, is a bigger project to take care of your, your body. And there's a lot of emotion behind it too, because not even stress eating, but there's like stress weight. And I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if this was us just talking or if it came up on another episode, but saying like when my relationship finally started to come to an end, like mm-hmm. the way it should have a long time ago, it's, yeah. I felt rejuvenated and like mm-hmm. lighter. And it's almost like I started mm-hmm. to lose a couple pounds here and there because it was literally emotional stress weight. I didn't yeah. change my diet. I didn't exercise more. Nothing changed except my emotional and mental well-being was like on the up. And, you know, I also hear people like when you when you feel like you need to guard yourself from something, it's like mm-hmm. people will hold – your body will hold on to weight. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that happens – I mean, I remember when I had my daughter, it was like, oh, well, if you nurse, you burn so many calories and you lose weight so fast. But that's not true for everybody. And I was one of them. Like a lot of bodies will hold on to weight so that they have enough like substance to right. make enough milk to feed the baby. Yeah. And a lot of people don't – they're not like these, you know – super skinny, big breasted nursing mothers. Because <laughs> I'm big you know? breasted and I haven't nursed one child in my life. A few adults uh, yeah. here and there, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're funny. Thanks. Good one. Um, I feel like we could talk about this for like five more episodes. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, because it's an ongoing fucking bullshit struggle of a life we live worrying about our damn looks so much and it's not fair and it's so fucked up and I just yeah I feel like we constantly want people to know that it's not it's not it should be easy but it's not because Mm -hmm. we are so programmed after years and years and cycles of trauma being projected like Again, mm-hmm. from whether it's our parents or our friends or the, you know, the outside world and magazines and like, it's a lot of work to really be in control of yourself. And, and we're still going through, I think we're lucky to have grown up in our generation because I do feel like there's a lot of information out there now and people are like mainstream culture is really starting to show how people can take control and and, like themselves as individuals and how that Mm -hmm. helps the greater good it's just Saturn and Aquarius it just it takes a lot (laughs) of work to look the other way and not feel Mm -hmm. like there's one answer of how to be thin one answer how to be your healthiest one answer of you know what's the best quickest exercise you know it's just not a quick fix but it just takes like a conscious investment in yourself and your choices and Mm -hmm. that's it and it's-, it's an investment in yourself and it's like trust in yourself. And it's also like yeah. you want to you want to treat yourself the way you would treat like a child if you had a child yeah. and they were like, right. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. Like, mm-hmm. I want to do this thing well, but I don't know how. Like, what would you would you like 
criticize them? Would you yell at them? Would you shove a plan in front of their face and be like, do this for 30 days. And then when you lose 10 pounds, we can talk. (laughs) Right. You You would never, you would never do that. So you can't do that to yourself either. Because the part part of you that is scared and insecure is like the childlike part of you. So you have, you have to be able to like make space for that part of Mm -hmm. yourself to feel safe. Because then it's like, you have to be able to make a mistake. You know, you have to be able to do it imperfectly. Yeah. Um, Because it could also feel, uh, sorry, is I feel like it could be really lonely too for a Mm -hmm. lot of people because it's hard to be, why it's so hard, I think too. And even for me personally, is like sometimes talking to friends that they're, again, because people don't work on themselves, you know, as much as they should, or not even yeah I think they should I'm going to use the word should because everybody's got all kinds of issues across the board not just diet mm-hmm. and, and and health and all that but it's hard to connect with people about yeah. it sometimes because yeah. they've got their their preconceived notions and they have their own issues so it can be very isolating I feel like too taking control mm-hmm. of your life and mm-hmm. whether that's your health or exercise or anything your career like it can get very lonely and it's you just you have to sort of be your own biggest supporter because yeah. otherwise it's it's hard. It's hard work to do on your own and that you're the only one that can do it. That's the bottom line across yeah. the board. I think it can be lonely because you have to say no to things that you didn't say no to before. So you're mm-hmm. like creating boundaries to make space yeah. for the new stuff. But it, it's like if you say no to something that you're used to, it feels kind. It feels a little scary. Yeah. Um, And even like, I mean, I had relationships with people that I I felt like my, my relationship with food and like my idea of how I looked or my body or whatever, it was really kind of like they were the same and it was kind of like the relationship was sort of making it worse, not blaming the relationship, but it's like, I don't want to talk this way anymore about like what I need to do to feel better. Right. Like like this needs to stop. So it's like when you start to shift it, it can feel like, Oh, I'm not there for this person the way I used to be or. um, And I feel like people have done that with me too. Like, like I've been the one that's kind of like, you know, in that yucky space. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like it's something that takes like a constant sort of vigilance. (laughs) Um, If it's, if it's something that, you know, has been a problem for you for so long. And I mean, from I don't want to make it seem like a, like this problem, but it is something that everybody, I think, deals with on a different in a different way at a different um, yeah. level, all the time, um, constantly. Even, I think it's, constantly, whether it's yeah. subconscious or not, I think it's constantly dictating people's choices. And I think mm-hmm. foremost is what people think they look like is the number one. It's, it's, I think that's the unfortunate biggest issue is how, how you accept yourself, how you look physically Mm -hmm. in every way. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a mess all this stuff is. Yeah. I I feel like it's so layered (laughs) to like, for me, a big aspect with it is clothing. Like Mm -hmm. I get so like, I don't want to wear like anything that shows too much or it's like, Mm. I don't know. It's Mm -hmm. just finding clothing that I like is so hard for me. Like that's the thing that will like make me cry because it's so hard for me to like find something that I feel like is comfortable and looks good on me that I feel like is flattering. Like there's so much to like, just it's, 
Right. Yeah. And there's probably a million things from the outside that we would look at you and be like, that looks great. What is the issue with it? What are you, what are you seeing that we're not seeing or what are you feeling that we obviously Mm -hmm. can't see? Cause it's like, Mm -hmm. it's just so hard to accept when somebody doesn't see it the same way. And you're like, what is going on in their mind and their emotions? That's like blocking them from seeing the beauty that we see. But you know, if it were only so simple, but (laughs) God, that's so interesting. That clothes is a big thing for you. It's a big thing. It's really hard for me. Yeah. Like I, yeah, it's, it's like the biggest thing. Um, Wild. It's really like, I I wish I could just hire, like most of the clothing that I have that I love, my husband mm -hmm. has bought for me. Like he'll find it on the internet and be like, I'm not kidding. It's almost like he has, he has a knack for knowing like, what's gonna look good on you what's gonna look good what size will fit like he's literally gotten me like dresses from the same online shop in two different sizes and they both fit perfectly like i i um, it's really weird but he's i don't know that's i feel like he has he has good he has good instincts but i'm i yeah for me myself it's almost like i wish i just i I just want to hire tell people to shop for me because it's so yeah that's um, wild it's a little challenging it's so interesting because it's like, you know what, I, there's this really amazing performer and she's a plus size woman herself and she's very outspoken about um, body image and body positivity and this movement and like, you know, she's always posting really great articles and sharing things and, you know, she always says women's bodies are political and then, mm-hmm. you know, without even intending it to be, but then they're like a big body whether you like it or not is always going to be like a statement. And mm-hmm. so talking about clothes and body, I, uh, and having like gained weight, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so crazy to me, this shift and even how I feel in clothes that they're my size. And that's another thing that that's weird about weight because I'm still wearing the same size clothes. They're obviously just fitting a little differently, but I don't need a bigger size. Like the bigger size mm-hmm. is too big, but mm-hmm. in like, I've always been curvy my whole life. I've always had like hips and thighs, but now that they're bigger, it's like, I feel like my first inclination is always to cover it up because it's like, oh my God, I can't have this big body and these tight jeans and big butt. But but thinking about that for another woman, I would never, I'd be like, oh my God, girl, you look beautiful. Show it off. Wear what Mm -hmm. feels best. Like, but I'm, I'm, I have to fight regularly of reminding myself of like my body primarily, like the first thing of my body I shouldn't think of is like how it's sexualized because I don't yeah. want to be a part of that cycle of sexualizing women's bodies. Cause they're, mm-hmm. they, sh- that's not the first thing we should think of as women's bodies, but I even have to, of all the shit I've done, I, you know, I do burlesque. I like strip on stage and I still, I police my own body because of like what other people might think of when they see my body walk in the room. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, it is so fucked up. It is so backwards. And like, nobody would probably think I go through that process or feel that way about my body because I work very hard to, I don't want to be I don't want to hide it. It's not about mm-hmm. hiding or showing. It's just literally about wearing the top or the jeans I want to wear. It's not yeah. more than that. But to the outside world, it is more than that. It says mm-hmm. more than just I'm wearing my favorite jeans and t-shirt. 
So it's just like this constant crazy struggle of, of, yeah, there's that moment of like, do I make the room comfortable or do I make myself comfortable and they have to deal with it. And that's my goal is obviously I want, I need to be comfortable first and foremost, because that Mm -hmm. will always be a positive movement to put in front of people you know even Mm -hmm. if there's the there's people that won't like it or won't feel comfortable with with someone like me or my body being out and loud and free and whatever that makes people really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but um I it's a constant struggle to just remind myself that I always laugh because my ex-boyfriend used to say like do they pay your bills and I'm like no they don't pay my bills so it's like Every day I think about my body though, every single day. And I don't Mm. know if everybody goes through that, but it's just, it has to be said that it's just finding that way of living my own authentic life and being happy and hoping that that triggers other people to do the same thing, because then it's pleasant for all of us because Mm -hmm. we're stronger individuals, but the body and the food thing, I mean, we could talk about it every day all day because it's just such a it's very loaded um yes very loaded and I think everybody you know it's not like like we all have our addictions you know it's not like Mm -hmm. um alcohol or drugs like you can actually Mm -hmm. live without them like with food you have to you need it yeah so it's I mean yeah so I, I think probably a lot of people feel the way that you do but I think the fact that like you are working on it it can make it feel like it's a bigger deal for you where some people just Mm -hmm. kind of push it away and it's like you know they're not really confronting it and it seems like you're confronting it because you like you want to feel free you want to be able to express who you are be who you wear what you want to wear because that is what wearing what you want to wear that's part of self-expression you know and I feel like that's part of why it's so hard like such a horrible thing for me like the whole clothing thing is so hard for me and part of it is I'm just a very simple person and like I like very basic things but it's like I want things to be comfortable like I almost want to feel like I don't have any clothes on (laughs) yeah Um, that's great like yeah it's just annoying um yeah it's this whole weird thing yeah, are I you guess, like a nudie person? Because I feel like with age, I'm getting uh, well. Like now, like you I like wear to be naked. I, I <laughs> maybe not even just naked, but like even wearing a bikini. So now, my girlfriend of mine started this amazing bikini line called Curvy Beach, and she was a plus size model her whole life. So out of support, I was I, I've been wearing the bikini, but now it's been like maybe three years, and I don't think I've worn a one piece suit in that long and again I it's not me being like look at me I'm all fat and proud even though that's what people see probably when I walk into like a pool like there's a jolly fat girl in a bikini but I realize it's just so comfortable having barely anything on yeah it's very comfortable yeah that's it I'm not I'm not trying to do anything else except be comfortable in the pool I mean, I like bikinis better than full piece bathing suits for that reason. Like at, yeah. the, at the beach, I kind of like full piece just because if you're swimming, you don't want anything popping out. Right. <laughs> right. That's a little over. different. Yeah. But no, I agree that a, a bikini, provided it fits properly, um, right. is much more comfortable than having a full 
bathing suit on and I just feel like I just got this it's like a t-shirt sort of like maxi dress sort of Mm -hmm. thing and I'm like this doesn't really do much for me but it's like 100% organic cotton nice it feels really really nice and I'm just I'm keeping it like I wanted all the colors I just wish it looked a little more like it did something for me but is it a little like moo-moo-ish like it just sort of hangs doesn't hug anything uh yeah yeah it doesn't hug anything which is fine because then if it hugs something I feel like exposed so that's what I mean where the clothing thing is just very annoying for me like I have have a really hard time with it so like my my suggestion having worked in a shop would be give me the suggestion I mean, I would try the smaller size, one size down, but if it's a little clingier, I would keep that one to the darker colors, but it'll, so it'll hug you a little more in certain areas, but the darker color won't be as exposed. So the fit, you might like the silhouette a little more. That's that's probably why I like black so much. Like I I wear all black, like all day, every day. I love black. I just think it looks good. That's the thing is like- But what's funny, I mean, we're just going to keep going because I I think it's interesting to talk about (laughs) like uh, wearing color because I went through Mm -hmm. phases too. Like when I felt like I was quote unquote at my peak a few years ago and I hate even saying that. So I'm just going to say like when I was uh, a little bit smaller a few years ago and I was working in a pinup shop, I was dressing up every day. I would wear all these really fun colors and I will not... I won't lie to say there are some days where I wore it on purpose to like push myself to feel in a good mood and stuff like that. But I love wearing the color black because I just think it looks chic and I like Mm -hmm. bleach blonde hair. Like I just like the look of all black on me. Mm -hmm. But as I, I did start to equate wearing black as I gained weight, I wore it as camouflage. I was swimming. Yeah. I was using it more as camouflage rather than like a, a chic, you know, fashion moment. So I, it, that's a that's an interesting topic too, though. Wearing black versus color, the expo- like feeling exposed versus a little hidden and covered, and yeah. I mean, for me, I've definitely done it as a camouflage thing, but I really just like how black, like black makes me feel like powerful. I feel so like pulled together and Mm -hmm. strong. But then I also like, I actually did like a color consult with this. She was an old like client of mine and she does like, she tells people like she does a consult for you based on like your your skin tone and your eyes and everything. Like what Mm -hmm. colors look best on you. Yeah. And she told me like my staple color is definitely black, which is, she's like, this actually isn't common, but like black is your color Get and like out. really like I, I'm very good with like a black and white sort of wardrobe with like yeah. some charcoal and like a like like petal pink is a good pink for me and like navy blue like it's very basic but it's also yeah. like it was cool to hear her say that because I always felt like God, this is like this an- another thing I have that's not really I guess weight or body related but like that I'm like so boring and I need to be more fun Mm -hmm. and I like I should I should wear more colors and I should do different things with my hair but it it actually feels stressful for me like I just want to keep things simple so I can focus on other things aside I guess maybe that does go back to like the whole weight and body image thing because I feel like there's so much focus on like how I look Right. And what and it means like, for you as a per like what it what you have to offer like what it means and what's about going on me. in your life. Yeah. Exactly. And there's like I have other interests. Like call me crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I have other interests other than, you know, how do I look my best all day, yeah. every day? I know. Um, 
Not I that know. it's not important to me. I want to look good and feel good about how I look. But, at but the that same might time, mean something different for you, though. Like me yeah. doing my hair and makeup, people might think it's crazy, but I love it because I, I love fun. the process. I feel mm-hmm. good when my hair is done. Like that's just, mm-hmm. I was raised in a hair salon. So like it makes sense exactly. for someone like me. So, so it's like when, say you and I side by side, people would probably naturally think I'm... I don't know. I take care of myself, but they would probably Mm -hmm. think you're the healthier one as far as if they're going to diagnose our health, even though they're not doctors, like (laughs) you're the healthier one, but they would be like, you're a you're simpler. You're like plain Jane. And I'm this like clown dressed up, but like, it means nothing about what's going on. Technically. It's just, yeah, yeah, you have long straight hair and what the fuck else does that mean other than you like your long, long straight, straight hair? hair. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's it, you know? That's so what it means. It's, it's just, we, we tag, again, it's always these people tagging on these meanings to these certain, whether it's looks or diets or whatever, because they think if they don't do their hair in the morning, they've let themselves go that day because they normally blow dry and curl their hair. You know, so it's like when they see somebody that didn't say blow dry and curl their hair all big, they're like, oh, she's having an off day. And you're like, no, bitch, that's just how she wears her hair. Like, that's it. There's nothing else to it. Stop adding weight to like the issue that's not there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's so much. And then sometimes I wonder like how much of it is related to like experiences we've had in the past where people have made comments Mm -hmm. it's like how much do these people really care about how we look they probably Mm -hmm. don't care that much like the general population doesn't really care how we're dressed or what we look like or what our hair is like no um it's how it's what they care about how it relates to them and what they think about themselves it has nothing to do with me and but people have to remind themselves that that's a conscious effort you have to make every day is reminding yourself that if somebody says something off color or looks at you in a certain way or doesn't agree with something you do, that's them. That has nothing to do with you, but that can be hard to deal with and work through if it's because it's, it's a daily thing. It's always in your face, you know, but you have to constantly remind yourself you're in control and these, and that people are constantly projecting and Mm -hmm. that takes work. I think that's an, it goes back to like when people are like, how are you so confident? And it's like, because I work every fucking day to make sure that that shitty comment that, you know, that kid made when I was in college doesn't eat Mm -hmm. me alive for the rest of my life. You know, like it's, it's a conscious effort working against everything that's been said or done to us in our past mm-hmm. yeah god yeah, we're all fucked up it sticks <laughs> yeah it does stick and people don't you know god again god bless my mother there was a time in college it's so god it's so fucked up to look at your younger self and be like you were so amazing and you had no idea because no one ever made you feel that way but there was a mm-hmm. point in college when I went into college, looking back now, I'm like, God, my body was like smoking hot my freshman year of college. Like, and nobody had ever told me that, but looking mm-hmm. at it now, if I had that body, I'd be like, shit, I'm like on top of the world. But mm-hmm. cause I've always been like a bigger body my whole life. I've been chubbier. I've been, you know, like bigger than my friends, whatever. But there was a point where my mom kept saying things, and now I don't even remember exactly, but she would always ask me about my diet, 
And I'm like, what diet is she talking about? Like, am I supposed to be on a diet? I have no idea where this was coming from. But she kept asking me about like how I'm doing with my eating and stuff. And I'm like, it's really weird. And I would sort of laugh it off. Like, why are you asking weird questions? But it actually came to a boiling point where one day I like, I burst into tears on the phone and I'm like, why do you keep talking about my weight? And I just lost it on her. And of course, then my poor mom started crying because she was like, oh my God, first of all, I don't know why I keep asking this because she doesn't know. It's like you, she has to be (laughs) self-reflexive and take a moment to be like, why am I at, oh yeah, like you're, what am I doing? But she had no idea how, of course she was just, and it wasn't, she wasn't trying to pressure me or (laughs) make me lose weight or eat different. Like she wasn't meaning to do that, but she didn't even like it didn't even cross her mind how constantly Mm -hmm. asking about my weight and my body what an effect Mm -hmm. that was having on me and so finally I I broke down because I was like I just don't understand like I'm really happy and I feel really good now and I don't know why you keep basically telling me I shouldn't be almost because you're asking me how am I changing Mm -hmm. and she remembers it till this day she's like yep once you said that she's like you know, I, I really started to think about it. And I said, oh, I know, like, you still have weird body issues, especially like working in the hair salon, the way people talk in there about, and they're such like, yeah. you know, it's like small town sort of mainstream average thought is like, they giggle at fat people. And like, it's, you know, to be overindulgent and things like that. So like those constant sort of age old fat jokes, that's still like a lingering Mm -hmm. mentality. But then when you start to get to know some of these people, you're like, oh, you have major body issues. What happened to you when you were younger? And then I think my mom, who is a super confident, goofy person, she wonders where the hell I get it from, but I'm just like her. She's been like this her whole life. And she, I don't think ever thought about her weight as much as other people thought about it you know but then she started to Mm -hmm. develop these patterns because people were constantly saying things about body and weight around her and and she didn't even realize that she was being affected by it so then she was projecting it onto me and I'm like what the hell is going on like how is my own mom questioning me about my weight it's like it was like the weirdest experience so I mean, she still says things now, not to me, just in general, like just, you know, small talk. And I've become very much the one to like educate her and like looking at it from different points of views and stuff like that. But again, that mm-hmm. it, that's not hard because I'm sure you get this too. Like when you're having a normal conversation with people and we know how to be light and funny and we don't like mess up conversations, but if you kind of want to play not even devil's advocate, but you kind of like shift the conversation, say like there's a room full of people laughing at this fat, nice person. I'm the first person to be like, Oh, you know, she's, she's a nice person or whatever. And kind of lighten it. Nobody likes that person though, because they don't want to take pause and be like, well, I'm being an asshole. Well, I'm saying things I shouldn't be saying about this person's body or whatever it is. Like nobody, Nobody wants to take responsibility for like the negativity they're putting out there because they don't think of it as that important and they don't understand the weight that it carries, like the things they say. They, they don't understand how it stays with people, but it really does. The smallest yeah. things stick to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Ugh, man. Yeah, they do. Yeah. It's so crazy. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like a heavy 
yeah topic it is it's it's dictated my whole life if we just I mean honestly it's my entire life has had a cloud of how my size pertains to me as a me as a person and what I bring to that situation in my, my entire life and it makes sense because so my tagline as a performer natural like I don't even remember how where it came from but it is I'm the girl with big hips and big dreams and when I actually I mean years after more recently in the past few years when I actually sat back to think about that I was like oh my god it's because my body and my goals have always been in like contention I never felt like I could do certain Mm -hmm. things because I didn't have the confidence to do them but then also thinking I always wonder if I was like a smaller, prettier person, would I have had more encouragement to do certain certain things? things. Yeah. That's so, it's so interesting to me because I feel like, like from what I see of you, like you seem like such a confident person to me. Because I work really hard at it. And I was, and that's another thing with, when you said like to think of yourself as a child, we are naturally confident. We come out of the womb like fucking mm-hmm. ready to go, rock and roll. All mm-hmm. we know is ourself and this world around us. And that's all we got. Mm-hmm. And then through the years, that shit gets pounded out of you, right? Stop being so loud. Mm-hmm. Stop being so funny. Stop wearing tight clothes. Stop looking like this. Stop. Stop fucking crying. Stop fucking crying. <laughs> I mean, everything gets like taken away from us. And there are some people who are fortunate to have friends and family throughout their life that are, you know, constantly supportive and and positive reinforcement and all that stuff. And not to say those people Mm -hmm. don't struggle with their own issues. Of course, everybody does. But depending on how you grew up and who you grew up around, it is very hard to maintain that. But I have been confident Mm -hmm. my whole life. I remember being confident my whole life, but that shit gets stripped away little by little throughout high school, whether it's Mm -hmm. boys or a certain teacher or a parent, you know, they don't, because those Mm -hmm. people obviously don't have the tools to deal with their shit. And then it's like college, fuck that. The the guys are awful. Like this fantasy I had of college when I was younger of like, finally, like more mature people. Like I literally had that like movie, sort of like this, uh, like Hollywood idea of like, we're going to go to college and everybody's going to be intelligent and accepting. And like, first of all, I should (laughs) have, I wish I was smarter because maybe the better schools, but no, they're all fucked up too. But you know yeah it's it's probably worse it's probably worse because they have like the best drugs and they're all fucked up exactly but so it's just like year after year of life every cycle or moment in life it's like every little piece of confidence is just being pulled out it's like those what's that game with all the sticks and the marbles are on top and then it's like you pull out the sticks one by one it's like that's what it feels like so yeah it and it's just like I don't know I feel like it came to a point where I was like why is it so hard to just like myself and be myself yeah why and I'm like a good person you know so it's like that Mm -hmm. that sort of fighting back against the system now of like yeah this is 
this is how I am. And I feel like this is why we started this podcast too, to be like, it's not conventional thought to be comfortable in your own skin. That's not normal. No, it's not. And it should be. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense that if, you know, people as individuals are less fucked up, then as a whole, we are a much better group of people. And it's like, yeah. So no, I, I, I am confident. I have naturally been confident my whole life. I always say it's like a curse and a blessing because I am, I'm like a happy, confident person. And then it's the rest of the world telling me I shouldn't be. That's, that's how I felt yeah. essentially. Bet- I mean, from family to friends, it's sort of like chubby girl. And that's the most basic way I think about it. Like chubby girl can't be confident. Like, okay, Tina, dial it back. That's how I felt my whole life. Yeah. That's fucking crazy to me. Like, what a wasted that life. That's crazy. I mean, it's, and like to think of your daughter ever growing up that way, that shit breaks my heart for kids. That's why I always want to go back into yeah. like education because I feel so bad for kids because there's a lot of shitty people in their lives. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think that like, everybody feels like they need to tone certain things down about themselves. Like even for me, it's like being too serious or being too simple. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's still like a way of toning that down. Like it makes people uncomfortable that I'm like, (laughs) I don't know, always wearing black or I'm always talking about like this topic or whatever. But I feel like we all feel like there's something wrong with us. And I feel like that's the thing that's actually really strong within us that we should actually be, um like nurturing more right you know like if this thing has been like the most like it's dominated your life it's been so painful for you then like how can it stop being so painful like what could you do to change that to like change the whole narrative like you can be like this super confident person who isn't letting what people think about what anybody thinks about how you look or what size you are, mm-hmm. whatever, what that means about what you're capable of doing, because it, it doesn't mean anything about what you're capable of doing. Right. But um, it can, because subconsciously all that shit starts eating away at you. And then you convince yeah. yourself there are a lot of limits put on what you have access to and what you could accomplish, which I know is not true. That's, that true. comes back to the like, if you were telling me all this, I'd be like, oh no, let's talk through this. Let's fix this because that's not true. But when it comes to working mm-hmm. on yourself, it is 10 times more work. But I, again, I want people to know it's not impossible. You just have, yeah. I'm not, I'm never going to pretend that it's easy to be happy and confident. I'm never going to pretend that. Yeah. That shit's hard, but I don't, but I refuse yeah. to live my life any other way, like ev- ever again. I don't want that taken away from me. Yeah. I mean, I think the happiness is like, you have, it's like a discipline, yeah. you know, like you have to work towards yep. it. It's not something that just happens. Um, it's not handed to and you, you. And you also have to be okay with all of your emotions. Yeah. Like to genuinely be happy, you have to be okay with feeling mm-hmm. sad. You have to accept the fact that not every day you're going to be mm-hmm. like bubbly. And I mean, you know, some people more than yeah. others, um, you yeah. know, uh, it's like it's an okay it's like being okay with all the layers of who you are really yeah um and then it's like when you have that sense of acceptance I, I really feel like it comes down to like accepting yourself yeah, just the way you are because the I good the bad I, I feel like when you're when you're at that like good place with yourself it's like you can extend that to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had these like phases and sometimes it can just be a day or like an afternoon 
where I feel like I can really see like someone who would normally be saying something that would make me really angry. I'm just like seeing like, wow, they are like in pain. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's something wrong that they're acting this way. It has nothing to do with me. And I can kind of just like be there and like not let it like penetrate me. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not going to affect me. So I'm not going to make it about me. Yeah. But I, I feel like it all starts with children because children think they're, they think they're the center of the universe. Like literally that's what they yeah. think because that's being a kid. So they think that like when mom and dad are angry or sad it's their fault and it's their responsibility to fix it and I feel like it gets kind of pulled into adulthood Mm -hmm. so this whole like learning that okay it's not my responsibility to make other people happy Mm -hmm. like my husband is upset it doesn't mean that like I did something wrong right it's usually because something with work because honestly that takes up more time than I do but it's like I'll always be like what did I do wrong like I'd yeah you know or even like with friends like even like texting with friends, it's like, what did I, I said something wrong. I upset this person, you know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I feel like it just, if we can get to that place where we're just, um, yeah, like fully accepting mm-hmm. of ourselves, we can be fully ex- accepting yeah. of other people. And it's just kind of like a domino effect where we can all just be happier and healthier mm-hmm. And, uh, I don't know, just finding our groove with what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Cause we're not supposed to be worrying about like the sides of our thighs No, and like that it, it, it's silly. Like it shouldn't even be a I thought know. like this stuff shouldn't, it should not be a thought. Yeah. And it, it's, it's such an overwhelming thing in so many people's lives. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's really it's ridiculous. ridiculous. But That's it's what's so hard about it. What were you going to say? But sorry. I, I was going to say like, it's, it's, it's not ridiculous. And like, we need to just fix it because I feel like it is really layered and, of course, and really tricky. That's the hard part. It's yeah. only simple, like on the surface, like, Oh, like, okay. So just start loving yourself. Yeah. There'd be so many people it, with it no careers in the health and fitness world. If it were that easy, so oh, much no. money yeah. would go out the window for these people. Are you serious? They want you to feel shitty. And, Ew. And I, I do have to say this. I, I just, I really feel like we have to tune out of like a lot of the media mm-hmm. because most media is designed to make us feel like we need to buy shit to look better right. and feel better. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a crock of shit. Oh yeah. As my husband would say. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I, I struggle with this too. Like, and we, I think maybe in the career, no, I don't know if I brought up, but I work in the entertainment industry. My dream has always been to work in the entertainment industry. And whether that stemmed from this little girl dreaming of being a Broadway actress and then like being all starry eyed about what Hollywood is like, obviously Mm -hmm. growing older and I see how much like bullshit is involved with it and how negative and, and awful it actually can be if you don't consume it in a healthy way and like have your bearings of like, you know, how ridiculous and what it means to look good and, mm-hmm. and, and Hollywood and therefore successful and like a major movie star and these people we idolize and we don't even know them for real. So it's like, I struggle with it too sometimes because I'm like, oh my God, why why do I have a real, I, like a real passion for this industry and working in it and wanting to be an entertainer? But um, I mean, business is business, unfortunately. And I dream to be, you know, a, a shapeshifter, not a shapeshifter, but like shifting minds one day. That's, I think, one reason I, I do like being in front of people because visibility is so important. And Hollywood is mm-hmm. not 
filled with diversity it's better than it was Mm -hmm. every year that goes by it's a little better than the last year but it's just it's like awful actually like what is deemed good in Hollywood and that stuff is all over the place in magazines and billboards and bus stops it's in our face constantly of like look at these Mm -hmm. real life people look at these real life human beings that we as a billion dollar multi-billion dollar industry have deemed perfect beings and we're going to put them in front of you as much as we possibly can and you should strive to be them in every way it's so fucked up it's so fucked up it's hard it's hard to work in the business when you're like oh my god this is such a joke like where's the people that really care it's uh yeah it's i mean it's not healthy no it's not not healthy at all I'm uh, I'm wondering if we should talk about this in the next episode too. I do because I I feel like we might end up naturally because after this conversation, we might hone in on a couple things. But I think it would be great to get some feedback from people if they yeah. want to like hear about anything or they they'd want us to discuss anything else further or if they'd like to share their own experiences because I feel like every everyone has a story with their weight and their body and you know if there's people that are losing weight or have gained weight or whatever like I want to know if people have anything to share I think it's such a deeply personal issue I agree so I feel like we'll mull it over because like after us, uh, frankly, this was a really great session for me as far as like therapy goes. It's not good to like just chat about this stuff. So I think we should see if we get some feedback and maybe if it's not the next episode, but we'd love to hear from you people out there. Yeah. I know you got shit to say about this. Yeah, everybody does. (laughs) So um, now you know you're not alone. Never. So you can share. um, You can share with us. We could bring it, like address it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. All right. I think we're good. People, shoot us an email. Avoiding the crowd podcast at Gmail or the voice messages. I think that's such a fun feature because it's so quick and easy. You go to Anchor.com or the Anchor app. And you could leave us a voice message right through the app. And um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on the issue. If there's any questions, anything else you'd like us to go into on a future episode. But uh, let us know you're out there. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we'd love to hear from you. Awesome. Also, you could also content, um, comment on our social media too if like the voice message is too confusing or like you just can't remember the email address (laughs) we're um we're on sorry we're on instagram and facebook so you could always send us a message that way too good call i i was being lazy about our socials i keep forgetting about them which is so annoying i know yeah we're we're getting the hang of it it's kind of new yeah but it's episode 10 now so i think we're getting into i know episode 10 that's a big deal God, it's a seven big deal, weeks guys. in quarantine. Yeah, people, we'd love to hear. Send us champagne. <laughs> Send us champagne. Or I'll take the pizza. Um, yeah. Oh, pizza and a salad from Rocco's. I guess we'll just shout them out here. because it's the best. Slice and a oh, salad. Oh, slice and a salad. Maybe we'll do, we'll do a live podcast from Rocco's after this is all done. <laughs> that would be that, really. That would be great. Well, that and once, once they're not quarantined. Right, of course. Because I know right now I don't think you can eat Well, there. yeah, when all this is done. Um, 
my parents are still getting dinner from Rocco's twice a nice. week. They they will never stop. I love it. Um, but yeah, they're not actually eating there anymore. Yeah, takeout. So well, it, if you don't know what Rocco's is, you haven't lived. You got to go, guys. Florence, New Jersey, best pizza in town. Get I there. actually talked about Rocco's yesterday because I'm like, you know, I think if I still lived in Florence, that I would work at the pizzeria. And I was like, if I had a salary, yeah, you totally I would. would. You totally and would. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I would like to work in a restaurant with my friends and in town. Yeah, like, why why not? not? There's no other job I want yeah. in the suburbs. Yeah. So uh, yeah. if all else fails, my uh, my plan is to go back Rocco's. to Rocco's. So. That's where it all began. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up again. Thank you so much, everyone. Mar, this was really awesome. Yes. It was great talking. This was super fun. This is, you know, the the cloud over our entire life. And I feel like we'll always come back to a topic like this because it just dictates so much of what we do and, and we'll say on the podcast. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're out. Episode 10 in the bag. All right. Way to go, girl. All right, Girls, girl. Us, pat, go ourselves us, pat ourselves on the back. Yay. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning.